From Jane Austen's Northanger Abbey She looked round the room. The window curtains seemed in motion. It could be nothing but the violence of the wind penetrating through the divisions of the shutters, and she stepped boldly forward, carelessly humming a tune to assure herself of it being so peeped courageously behind each curtain, saw nothing on either low window seat to scare her, and on placing a hand against the shutter, felt the strongest conviction of the wind's force. A glance at the old chest, as she turned away from this examination, was not without its use. She scorned the causeless fears of an idle fancy, and began with a most happy indifference to prepare herself for bed. She should take her time. She should not hurry herself. She did not care if she were the last person up in the house, but she would not make up her fire. That would seem cowardly, as if she wished for the protection of light after she were in bed. The fire, therefore, died away. This is Gothic. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Absolutely fantabulous. Hanging in there. Pretty damn good. It was one hot day out there today. Still hot. It was. I had to wait for 45 minutes to pick up my animal from the vet in my car, because you can't go inside the vet's office right now. Right. Uh, So... And uh, guess what my car doesn't have? Uh, AC? AC. You know, it's it's funny that we use that word because I did not realize it was a hot day today because we had our AC installed today. Oh, I saw that. How's how's it feel? Oh, I fell asleep like three, four times on the couch right underneath the AC vent. That sounds so nice. So my uh, my friend Britt uh, is fostering a pig right now because she's always like low key wanted a pig. She posted pictures yesterday of the pig lying next to her AC with his little back feet all sticking out. It was real cute. <laughs> I warn everybody that uh, my voice tonight's going to be deep announcer voice because I've been coughing solidly for a week. I have not been tested for COVID nineteen. But uh, I don't think that that's the problem. But in any case, it has scraped my throat up a fair bit. So now I've got announcer voice. <laughs> Love it. You go Take on with that sexy, gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're going to be returning to the contemporary now. It's been a while for us here in the recording studio. Recording studios. Of our various homes. Multiple, yes. Right. Uh, We did have an episode where LJ uh, went back to the 50s in a flashback so that uh, the the others could know what happened to him. Uh, LJ told that story, but just as a reminder for both the listeners out there and for... Uh, our own players, um, LJ is now going to give a brief recap. Okay, guys. So, like, total trip. Okay, so I'm riding down the road, and there's this girl on the side of the road. And it's late at night, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Sorry. <laughs> who the F is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I roll up uh, I roll up alongside her, and it looks like Haven. And I'm like, Haven, is that you? And she's she says something to me, something crazy like, "Help me find the book." And I'm like, "What book, man? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck she's talking about." <laughs> so I'm like, "Haven, let's just get you safe back in town because you know our friends are there and we can get all this figured out." But then it's like, as soon as she's getting ready to climb on my Harley, my lights flicker. Next thing I know, it's this different girl, this Cassie Sutherland. So I'm like. Whoa. So I take her back to town and I'm like, okay, where do you live? And then she takes me to this weird like church. That's the that's the church over there. Oh. What am I doing in a graveyard? Anyway, so <laughs> so we come here and then she's like, I don't live here, I live back in town. And I'm like, what is wrong with this girl? So I take her back to town and her dad's the sheriff and the the rib joint isn't there anymore. And I'm like, what is going on? And Another funny thing is, 
Luna, my bike, doesn't look like my Luna. I mean, it looks like Luna, but it's like if Luna was like born in like the 40s or 50s. So I was like, what is going on? But all the cars. (laughs) That's very disturbing. I know. And then the cars, they're all like in the 50s style too. So I'm like, what is going on? Um, So anyway, uh, Cassie, the sheriff, I take her back to her boyfriend's house. He's got this really gnarly truck all jacked up and like flames on the side and blow her out the top. It was all crazy. Um, Painted flames, you mean? Finally, I get rid of her, and, you know, I had this great breakfast over at Mary's. Um, okay, I'm, 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 like, I'm, like, talking about way too much that is not important. Two, there three things. Three things are important. One, the sanitarium, the osteopathic place. That's the house, man. And I'm telling you, it's, it, back then, it was run by this weirdo named, like, Oh, what was his name? Uh, Sugar Cane? No, no, no. It was um, <laughs> Asimuth Plain? No, no, no. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Lazarus Cane. Yeah, that's the man. Um, so he's running this place. But let me tell you about this place, because there's weird shit going on there, man. There's like these patients with all these like red eyes or um they're like slightly invisible or it seemed like they were floating there was there was all kinds of craziness going on in this what is now known as the house throwing up the air quotations um (laughs) (laughs) yes i see them very excellent air quotations so i kept going back and forth between like what was going on with and it turned out Cassie was involved because she seemed to have like some weird paranormal like ability to like skip back in time. So I did this whole crazy like back and forth and it like messed up my head. But it was like we were at the drive in. We were drag racing. Next thing you know, it's the next day and I'm picking up Cassie and seeing the sheriff and eating at Mary's and then back at the drive in. So that happened like a couple of times, man. And it was really tripping me out. And then finally I was like, okay, Cassie. I need to be with you because I need to get back to my friends and find out what really happened to my friend Haven. And she finally rode with me on one of the drag races on the bike. And next thing I know, I'm digging myself out of a freaking grave, man. So uh, I don't know what's going on, but I saw Haven and she said, we need to find the book. Man. Find the book. I'm going to take out a little notebook and write, find the book. Find... The book, uh, 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 Mr. Candle. Uh, what was it that you said yours said? She said something to you. Do you remember what it was? I ponder for a moment. Does the alcohol let me remember what it was? I doubt that. No. <laughs> well, LJ said. LJ doesn't know what it was, but Jesse does. If if you need a reminder. Okay. Yes. Yes. I need a reminder. It's been a long time. Okay, does he need to read a situation or anything for this, Patrick? Well, it is Jacob uh, Candle, so he may not remember. I think you need to act under pressure to remember what it was that uh, (laughs) she said. Awesome. Uh, It was really important at the time, because I I remember, yeah, there was a bad situation. Jacob, it's still important. Okay, here we go. Acting under pressure is a cool plus one. Uh, ah, that's a six! (laughs) (laughs) I'll scratch my head for a moment, think about it, look at the truck, look at the man who just crawled out of the grave. Hold on, man. Like, really dig deep. Think about the moment you had. I'm going to try and help out, Patrick. Well, actually, the person who could best help help out is probably Dr. Grace, because she's already heard the story once. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I told told her right after. Yeah, I I looked to the doc for help. (laughs) Uh, LJ said, find the book. Mine said, find the blood. And yours said, find something with two syllables. Um, What'd you roll for help out? Oh, what's help out again? It is uh, plus cool. Okay, I was about to say charisma. That's the wrong game. That's the it's, wrong game. It's a, it's <laughs> it's a uh, also a six. 
so it's <laughs> do you do you get experience for failing and helping someone out? You absolutely do. Yes. Okay. We're like, we pause for a moment and look at each other. <laughs> well, if it's important, I'm sure I'll remember eventually. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like I'm really going to commit my thought thinking to thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we could start this episode off with a couple of experience points. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Goal achieved. End of the episode. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Jesse knows. LJ doesn't. That's the only sucky thing. <laughs> find the dot 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 question. Yeah, Dr. Grace, you probably find it kind of strange you don't remember. That's odd. Didn't you write it down, Gracie? Maybe I can help out that way. You're crawling out of grave, mister. I'm, not, I'm still debating whether or not to put one between your eyes to make sure you're a real person. Hold on just one second before you shoot him. I go over and I take uh, LJ's pulse. Watch out. That's how they got my partner. Does my help out find it in her notebooks? Well, first she's going to take your pulse. Yeah, I take his pulse. Jesse, do you think LJ's blood pressure would be high, low, same as Um, always? LJ's seen a lot of stuff on the road, man. So he's pretty like, he's, he's all right. He's, he's dealt with some shit. So I mean, bar fights, whatever. And weird, strange happenings on the road, whatever. And going back to the fifties and crazy people in a lab. He's like, whoa. Yeah. Roll, roll help out there, Jesse. All right. You got <laughs> help it. Out, the help out, which helps out. Help out the help out that helps <laughs> And that would be a, let's see, with my plus three. Yeah, that's 11. Oh, you have plus three? Yeah, Dang. one of my level ups I used to add that number three to my cool. Okay, so here's the thing. If you take that help, Dr. Grace, then you won't get that experience point. Oh, dang it. You don't have to take it. I didn't, I didn't write it down. I don't know why I wouldn't have. Well, I mean, I guess we were under a lot of stress at the time. I'm like flipping back and forth. So, we're all having the same hallucinations here. Apparently, Flock of Seagulls can travel through time on his magic motorcycle, and the doctor and I, I have pardon. memory issues. <laughs> Sharon still doesn't get the Flock of Seagulls joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, one was a book, so one was a blood. I didn't write the other one down. I can't believe I didn't write it down. All I remember was, was that chick crumbing through the window at me. Yeah, I was rather panicked by that myself. Um, so we got the bike here. So I guess we can we can ride out. It's kind of it's getting towards morning. I like to lay as lay low as possible while we do a little more investigating. Is there maybe a spot we, that we could uh, go take a look at that isn't right smack dab in the middle of uh, town or obvious, easily noticeable? Well, the osteopathic clinic, man. That's not like right online. I mean, that's a little on the edge of town. The house. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I, uh, we haven't gone to investigate this house yet, and I would at least like to take a look at it. I know how to get to the sanatorium, guys. Just follow me, stay close, and I'll go slow so that, you know, you can keep up. Wait here, Mr. Time Traveler. I don't want him to see my pickup. I told him I was going to be out of town today. No, you didn't. You sure? You told uh, Deputy uh, Beeler that you were going to uh, come in the next morning and uh, after he had a chance to review the uh, video. This is the voice in, the voice in his head. Is yeah, he this is the voice in your head, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> he stands there with his mouth open and we're all like, are you okay? <laughs> I need to go see the deputy. Y'all, hey, tell you what, how about we all go together? That sounds like a great idea, Jacob. And I had his hand <laughs> your story can back up my story and his well we don't want to talk about i don't think we want to talk about his story this stuff was on the news right this is a, this is a real thing right uh the uh supposed uh, hauntedness of the house yes it has been widely advertised your friend your friend oh uh, yes Haro? yes indeed yes did you just say laurel i said harrow haven harrow 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 that's it all right, yeah. Well, how about we hit that guy up? We we don't say a whole bunch. The deputy knows something, and he's not saying it. And then, I mean, we just be upstanding citizens, all that stuff. I'll take a couple of minutes. He won't smell the whiskey on my breath. And we'll, <laughs> we'll go. 
I I have a, a counter proposal for you, Jacob. Uh, since you promised the deputy that you would go in to see him, why don't you do that? And LJ and I can not do that. I would rather not alarm the gentleman by uh, three of us appearing in the police station. So you know announced that if I get caught by some strange cult and taken away to some basement, I'm holding you personally responsible. Rest assured, we will rescue you from the basement. If it's anything from, like, what I've experienced, man, the local law enforcement doesn't have any idea what's going on. All right, well, that, that deputy freaked out when I mentioned the, the lost woman's name. Then you don't have to mention the lost woman's name, just... Uh right, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. That's fair enough. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll drive you back in and drop you off at your place, and then Much you guys get, you guys get going, and I'll catch up with you. Yes, we'll do that. You, Doctor Grace, get into the uh, cab of Jacob Candle's truck, and uh, in a bit of a haze of exhaust fumes and possibly also beer fumes. You drive back into town. LJ. I give Luna a good squeeze, you know, because I missed her. Oh. LJ, you get on Luna and uh, follow them back into town. It doesn't take particularly long. During this ride, Doc wants to keep her eye precisely on LJ the entire time and never take her eye off him. Dr. Grace, you have your neck kind of craned around because LJ is coming behind you. And so you're looking out through the back of uh, Jacob Candle's truck window, which is grimy, and there's, a, uh, I believe, a shotgun in the way, or maybe a rifle. It's a rifle. It's a rifle. I'm, like, ducking up and down, looking above it, below it. I assume, Jacob, that your truck also has one of those screens on the back that has been painted on one side so that it looks like uh, some mural of something. Oh, I'm not that fancy. I just got the beer window. That's it. Jacob, you know you can remove trash from your vehicle, right? Um, maybe I should. I just wanted to alert you to the fact that you can, in fact, remove beer cans from your truck. I think it kind of offers a certain aesthetic that is appreciatory. I don't know that it's an aesthetic that suits you. I just had the vision there of uh, Jacob starting to clean up the beer cans while still driving. <laughs> <laughs> Tossing them out the window. <laughs> I might take your advice there. I, I, I'll take your advice. I'm going to go, when I get back, I'm going to take a nice little shower in the, in the bathroom of the diner and I'll clear it out. Then I'll go visit them. Is the bathroom of the diner outfitted with a shower? No, it's got a little fountain, little, little, what are those things called? That's a sink. A sink, a sink. Yeah, I'll just take a little shower in the sink real quick, wash myself up, and then I'll, I'll go see this, this deputy. Jacob, you drop off Dr. Grace at her place there at the uh, theater. LJ, you pull up a few moments later. And then, Jacob, you drive on around the corner and head back up toward the police station. Dr. Grace and LJ, what are you going to do now that you're both here on the sidewalk by the theater? So, Gracie, what do you think, man? Do you think we should go check out this place and really find out what's going on. I would at least like to do a, a drive-by, peek in through the gate, maybe. Um, see if we can spot anything obvious. Wouldn't it be nice if things were obvious? Case the joint. I gotcha. I gotcha. Let's go check it out. I think the doctor looks extremely dubiously at the motorcycle and says, L LJ, as much as um, loath as you are to part with this quite beautiful machine, would you mind terribly taking a ride in a considerably safer vehicle and taking my van. Oh, God, I've been waiting for a nap. Thank you. It seems like it's been days. Uh, oh, all right. That was easier than I expected. <laughs> I will make sure I have my my axe. You have an axe? That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I have a fire axe strapped to my bike. That's awesome. That's, that's okay. pretty metal, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> really dope. I don't go any here without Bob. Bob the axe. Bob the Axe, you never know, man, when you might come across a fire. Jump on in and be like, whoa, you got some crazy stuff going on in this van. The, the cot folds down from the wall uh, on the on the left-hand side there. The, the blankets are tucked into it. You'll see them. 
Is the wheelchair in the way? Uh, no, the wheelchair folds. It uh, it folds up actually surprisingly small. I don't know if y'all have seen like folding wheelchairs, but they can fit in a surprisingly small. Uh, like my grandma has one that goes in the trunk of her sedan, and so it's it's kind of folded and it's hanging on a hook just inside the like the rear door of the van. Whoa, Doc! This is some pretty tech shit. Thanks for letting me crash. Let me know when we get over to the sanatorium. Uh, yes, it it won't be very long. Can you? Napping. Ten, fifteen minutes, but I can get I can get a little bit of shut eye. I meant let the van idle for just a, a very little bit before we take off. <laughs> so you let LJ, you know, get into the beginnings of you know his REM sleep there, and then immediately interrupt him five minutes in <laughs> and drive off uh, toward doing your drive by of the house. Jacob Candle, you pull your truck into the. Parking lot of the Macon Police Department. Put in park, check the mirror, check all the stubble because I forgot to shave. It's quick showers and diners, I tell you what. And then uh, get out. Uh, I'll take a look around. What's the parking lot look like? Here's a lot of a lot of officer vehicles, patrol cars, anything. How big is this place? It's not particularly big. It's a one-story building, maybe covers, what, half a block. And so, it, yeah, it's not very large. It's reddish-brown bricks. The front is accessed by a set of stairs, which go up to a set of glass doors that then lead on into the lobby of the police department. All right. And is there anybody around? I'm guessing it's pretty early in the morning, but... Yeah, there's a couple of cars in the parking lot, uh, including a couple of patrol cars that uh, say uh, Macon police. And as I'm walking, I'm going to start making my way towards the door. And as I'm walking, I'm taking in the full measure of this this building. Is this, is this the kind of um, sheriff's office that also has, like, a jail attached to it? Yeah, it would have a few rooms in the back. Alright. Well, in case, yeah, I'm going to go, go inside, uh, take a look around, you know, make sure I wipe my shoes off before I come in, and uh, try to find a receptionist of some sort. Easy enough to find. There is one, as you come in through the door, there's a desk behind a presumably bulletproof glass divider and there is a young fellow in uniform sitting back there uh going through some paperwork is there any way to get his attention any bell he'll tell i'll tap on the glass bells are bells are not obnoxious he looks up from the paperwork and goes uh well hi there uh, can i help you uh yes sir i'm actually looking for andrew beeler deputy andrew beeler uh, is he in? No, absolutely. Can I tell him who's here for him? Yeah, uh, let him know that Jacob Candle is calling on him. Sure, sure. And uh, he reaches over and grabs a phone and just makes a quick call, says all those things, and uh, he says, uh, yeah, Deputy Beeler will be right out for you. And shortly enough, uh, here he comes. He's looking like he didn't get a whole lot of sleep, dark circles under his eyes, Ooh. and... His clothes actually are a little rumpled, as if he may not have changed them or gotten out of them over the course of the night. And he says, yeah, you, uh, come on back. Can I read a bad situation? See if I'm walking into something? Him being not so kept has suddenly made me uh, a little concerned for my, my, my well-being. Nathan wants to get some experience points, in other words. <laughs> well, no, I also do want to know, is this guy being legit? So... So, uh, Jacob's backstory is that his entire department was taken over by, like, body snatcher changelings. Oh, <laughs> so, oh that probably hit him so hard then, yeah, seeing Beeler. And, that's, and his, uh, his, uh, yeah, exactly. That was Dude. like, I'm surprised I didn't put... I didn't think about that. <laughs> his partner spent the, the last, the last month of his life trying to convince Jacob that there were really these people taking over other people's bodies and all this other stuff, and he didn't believe it. He was in denial. He thought it was crazy. Until it wasn't crazy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're looking you're looking things over. That sounds like I read a bad situation to me, so go for it. Yeah, okay, here we go. That's not how we do it. Okay, so four. Oh, no. He's, he comes up to you and he says, uh, come on in. And you follow? Yeah, of course. Of course, I'm going to follow. And he takes you into a an interrogation room. It's probably the only one they have. But he takes you into an interrogation room. It's, it's fairly standard. Uh, a door 
three walls that are, you know, blank, a security camera up in one corner Mm -hmm. that uh, you just happen to automatically notice does not have the uh, little red light on that shows that it's recording. And then one wall that has a uh, section that is obviously two-way mirror. He says, I looked at that video last night and it shows you attacking me. So I may not remember exactly what happened, but you, sir, are going to be spending some time in jail for that. Oh, oh man, that's, that's that's horrible. I don't. If I did, if I did swing out at you, I it is. I, I do apologize for it. But um, perhaps there's some way I could be of service to your station and may hopefully avoid any time in the tank. Manipulate someone. I use tough to manipulate people. <laughs> Let's try this out. Plus two. Uh, that is a 14. When you really need it. He says, okay, okay, sorry, I had to do that. It it actually did not show you attacking me. It's completely static through that entire incident. I just wanted to know how you would react uh, once I told you that, that, it, that it showed you attacking me rather than uh, me approaching you like what you said. Oh, look at you. I, 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 that's impressive police work there, sir. Um, anyway, I don't know what happened, and it is, it is causing me some uncomfortableness because I, I, that woman that you said I turned into, um, she was asking some, some awkward questions around this town, and I got to tell you, that there was some there was some pressure on us to not uh, mess with her, and I I believe that that and he stopped. He he walks back a couple of steps and he goes, I it oh I, oh god, are you okay, sir? Oh, no. Then he clutches his chest <gasps> no, and he no. falls over. Oh, no. I wanna I'm gonna cry out for help. And I'm going to rush to this man's aid. Um, yeah, I want to like... That's right. In the contemporary now, your bad dice rolls kill other people. No! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to rush to this man. All right, is there anything I can do to help him? Uh, you do probably have some CPR training, I would assume, that you were a, a lawman. Mm-hmm. I can buy into that unless you tell me otherwise. Oh, that would make sense. I would like to attempt to... I mean, is he breathing? He is not breathing, and he has no pulse. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna like. I'm certainly gonna start CPR all the while calling out for help. You start CPR, and when you when you do the first press down oh, no. to against his uh, solar plexus, your hands go all the way through oh, to the oh, to the God. spine. Oh no! Oh shh. That's so metal, man. Oh, oh man. Um, okay. All right. Oh, God. Um, does he have a radio on him? Does he have a walkie-talkie, a radio walkie-talkie or anything on him? He does not have one on him at the moment. Ah, Deputy Miller, why? I need to get out of here. This is bad. I move. I go to the door. Is the door unlocked? No. There's a mirror over there? Yes. I gotta get out of here. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. This man is dead. Oh, jeez. You think? Your hand just went through his chest. Yeah, I know spine. exactly how this is gonna look. All right, um, He's twitching now, though. Oh, God. Shit. Uh, okay, um... And, uh, all right, do I hear anybody coming? No. <laughs> all right, I'm... It's a soundproof room. <laughs> Fair. It is? Yeah. Oh, uh, they won't mind this then. I want to put a bullet through that glass window. <laughs> Good old Macon, Missouri. No, no metal detector at the first door. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of here. Macon, Missouri. It's a place. <laughs> it's a place, and I don't want to be in it anymore. Okay. Is it, is it weird that I like really want to visit Macon, Missouri now? <laughs> I gotta get out. Twitchy body, no. We get, we're leaving. We're leaving now. You can see pictures of all these things, except for uh, Jacob Candle putting his uh, hands through uh, Deputy Beeler's chest uh, on the Instagram feed for the Gothic Podcast. Actually, you know what? I want to hold off on pulling that trigger just yet. Does he have anything on him? Mm, he has his gun. I don't need a gun. Uh, anything? Any notes? His wallet. 
wallet, anything. He does have a notebook. Yeah, I'm going to snatch that up. Does he have a key to the room? Yes, he does. That's what I'm going to go after before I put a bullet through that window. You unlock the door and slip out into the hallway, pulling the door closed behind you. Is there an exit sign leading anywhere? Exit side of the building. Sure. I want to take a look. I'm going to play as cool as I can, and I want to make my way out of this building. Are you going to look for a back exit, or are you going to try to go through the front door again? Screw it. We're going to try to go out the back. The back door does say alarm will sound. God damn it. Okay. They don't have smoking rooms. They don't take smoking breaks in this little bitty shithole of a town. Okay. I'm cursing now. I'm going to make my way to the bathroom, wash the blood off my hand. (laughs) And I'm going to try to go out the front door. The uh, receptionist uh, nods to you as you leave. I tip my hat. Uh, and uh, I make my way out. I'm going to ask Cash as soon as I'm out of eye shot. I'm hauling ass. I'm going to try to swiftly get to the crazy house as quickly as possible. <laughs> LJ and Dr. Grace. Um, LJ, you're sleeping. And Dr. Grace, you're driving. Doesn't take you very long, like I said, to weave your way outside of Macon's downtown. And then make it over to Highway 63 and head south. And just a few minutes south of downtown, coming up on your right and not far away from the now ruined drive-in theater, which LJ will remember if he was awake when it was not ruined, is the house. The house in the contemporary now has been cleaned up and redone. It is still surrounded by a stone fence, but that stone fence has been extended beyond what it was back in the 50s. And the uh, gate to the uh, main driveway that leads back uh, to the massive manor house itself is closed uh, with a large wrought iron gate. Uh, But beyond that, you can see uh, a long driveway leads to a circle drive around a central little plaza that has a tree, large tree growing up out of it. Uh, But behind that is the multiple stories of the house itself. The building is uh, four stories. It extends uh, north and south parallel to Highway 63 to where each corner has large turret towers that rise up. Uh, along the sides to another story in height. Behind the building is a large smokestack of the old powerhouse that uh, used to power the building and may still, you don't know. And then to the right side is a uh, uh, some secondary building that you can see but have no idea what that might be. I've been looking at this on uh, Google Maps, and you can actually click on the building and get a view of the atrium. Yeah, so that is, uh, the atrium is very cool. Uh, what you can see from the road is a, what shape is that? Trapezoidal of some sort? It's a large frosted glass window, like almost like a greenhouse. Oh, the roof? Yeah. Yeah, the roof is all glass frosted white and that lets light in you know from your previous research dr grace you know that that lets light in through in fact all four stories beneath that through a series of glass floors at least that were once in the building there's no there's not a lot of pictures online of the renovated um, house and what it looks like. But there are pictures online of what the osteopathic sanatorium looked like, as well as uh, what what the low-income housing that it was after that looked like. There's also now a helipad, which is just to uh, in your direction and to the left of the uh, main driveway. There's a helicopter sitting on it. The main driveway is the one off of uh, Highway 63. Yes, so the main driveway uh, leads right off of 63. There's a, before the main gates, there's a a kind of a turnaround where you can actually drive in up to the gates. Uh, And then there's the gates, which have a security button system as well as a intercom system. I don't want to approach the gates just in case they have one of those things that's like a camera that's uh, activated by vehicles approaching it. I kind of want to 
go down to that road that's like just south of it and kind of drive past it on its south side if that's open? That road is indeed still open. Uh, because it uh, leads back into some businesses that are back there, a lumber yard and some other things. And so you drive on up and turn down that. Do you leave LJ sleeping in the back? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm just going real slow, peering out the window, trying to see what I can see and get a get a view of this building. I don't really recall, but I, I don't think we've like... I don't think I've gone and looked at it before, so... You've been, you were in town for oh, a little right. while before the others got here. You're right. And so you, you have almost certainly been by, and nothing much has changed as far as you can tell. The fence goes all the way around, and so that goes all the way down this uh, side road that you're currently on. There is another entrance back here. It looks like it is an employee entrance, but it also is gated, although it's a much uglier gate than the one in the front. This one is not wrought iron. This one's just, it's just not as fancy as the one in the front. chain link. Uh, Yeah, I think I'll pull over, I'll go down that road a little further and uh, see if I can find some unobtrusive feeling wide spot in the road. And turn around and stop and then uh, wake up LJ. Yeah, so you actually get a little bit further and you get to private property. Uh, there's some business down that way that has posted it just past the railroad. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn around. That says, uh, you know, no unauthorized vehicles proceeding on past that point. Now, you also happen to know that off to, your, off to the north, behind the house itself, is some extensive property. And you have not been able to determine, because you haven't been able to drive around the whole thing, you don't know if the whole thing is fenced. If so, it's probably not fenced in the um, high stone walls that are around the front and front sides. But it goes back, there's a lake back there you happen to know, and uh, there used to be trails and such that were open to the public, but that all got uh, closed to the public uh, when um, House uh, Unlimited uh, purchased the property. I'll turn around at the private property sign and, uh, you know, find a a spot that seems decent to pull off to the side and stop at and wake up LJ. LJ, what? Shh, we've Uh, arrived. LJ, it's the 1920s (laughs) and you... Are in a flapper dress, <laughs> and then you you come out of your your deep slumber and the dream that you were in, and uh, realize that no, no, it's Doctor Gracie. Whoa, okay, what's going on? We have arrived at the house as we discussed. Do you remember? That uh, looks like the place, man. I can tell you how to get to the records room. Well, it has gone through extensive remodeling, and I doubt it's a, if they keep a records room, it's in the same place. Do you recall anything about? A, uh, a rear entrance or some place that one might access the property without going up the main drive? Yeah, well, I only entered from the front entrance, so I'm not exactly sure. I did case the joint a little bit. Let me see if I remember anything. You you were only you only went in through the front door and then you roamed around inside. I didn't notice any back entrances or anything like that. Well, you you could have noticed uh, that because the building, although quite long, is not overly wide. And so from the front uh, lobby area, you know that there were a set of doors directly behind or directly across from the main front doors. And you can actually kind of see those here where you guys are parked. And that looks like that back employee entrance, which is also accessed by a set of stone stairs. From what I remember, Gracie, that place uh, looks like it's just the other side of where I entered every time. So, I mean, that leads right into the main reception area. So that's going to be high profile. Right. So if we need to investigate this place, we should not enter from that side. Can I take the van back onto the highway and head back north past the main driveway and take the next street that I find? There is, in fact, still the YMCA, and you can go on past that to what is called Roundhouse Drive. The Still Hildreth Lake is owned by the house. However, it does appear like the uh, YMCA may have access to the lake. 
And as you go on around Roundhouse Drive and those, there are baseball diamonds uh, for local games in this area. And there are some trails there that go around the lake, not all the way around the lake, Mm -hmm. but, you know, do have access to part of the lake itself. Now, as you go around Roundhouse Drive, uh, which is on the north side of the Still Hildreth Lake, you can see that uh, once upon a time, it looks like there may have been trails that went all the way around the lake, but now those look like they are fenced off. Good to know. That said, already some early morning fishermen appear to be out on the lake. So lake access is perhaps open to the public. Can I um can I pull down into that uh roundhouse area and look across the lake at the uh at the house from the back side or the north side I guess? You may certainly do so. Are you going to park and get out? No, I think I'll just probably peer out the window. As you drive down and just park there just to the north of the roundhouse which is a uh, what looks like sort of big round building like a like an old barn or something where they might have barn dances or or something like that, but maybe some kind of community hall or some such. From your parking spot, you can look south and see that building that is to the just to the north of the main house structure. Does it look like if one were to, for example, in no way, meaning that I'm planning to do this ever, uh, take a robot across the lake and beach it on the shore behind the house, could you approach the house from there or is the shoreline also fenced off? I heard that as robot can rather you, than robot. Can you take a robot across the lake? I'm going to take lake. a robot across the lake. My arms are wheeling along. It's, it's a Roomba, unfortunately. It does not appear that there is any part of the lake itself that is cordoned off in any way. Now, it's kind of difficult to tell. Do you have any binoculars or anything available to you? I was just thinking it might be not unreasonable to have a little pair of binoculars in my big black doctor bag. Do you have that move, what you need when you need it? I don't think that's even a move in, uh, in my playbook, but... Uh... That would be cool. Yeah, but remember, you always have that option of taking a move from another playbook as one of your advancements. What I took, actually, for my advancement was I used to have a negative two to tough, and I got a plus one to tough, so now I have a negative one. (laughs) So at least I'm not super awful in the tough department. Negative two, by the way, is off the scale. Yeah, you know, I just have, have a lot of miscellaneous things in my, in my doctor bag, and I don't think it's unreasonable to to say I would have a little, or maybe even a, maybe even a teeny weeny little spyglass. I don't think that that's unreasonable. Yeah, I want to look and see if the shoreline of the lake is fenced off. It is not. In fact, you see uh, some uh, racks with kayaks and uh, things like that on it. But you do also see on the lake itself, about halfway across, slanting at an angle Starting just beyond where the YMCA is, uh, you see a line of uh, buoys uh, that seem to mark a territorial boundary. All right. Buoys. 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 And goals. Fourth and buoy, right here on ESPL. What do you see, Gracie? Not a fence, interestingly. There is a line of um, floating buoys, but... um, my experience with boys in the past is that they're held together by a rope which lays at the level of the water or just underneath it, and uh, which might easily be crossed. Like easily like swimming or like in a kayak or canoe or something? Either one. Although I'd rather not swim. I'm going to leave you contemplating this for a moment, Grace and LJ. And we're going to return to Jacob Candle barreling south on 63 in his uh, faded red pickup truck. Excellent. Excellent. You get to the house. You see the things that I uh, have described to the others. Uh, You haven't been here before. It's a pretty impressive uh, building. Okay. Uh, But what you don't see is Grace's van or LJ's motorcycle. On my way over here, uh, one thing I I was hoping to do was uh, try to try to nail down the, the police frequency on my CB. I want to try to find 
find the police channels to, to try to monitor them while I'm driving. I'm just like flipping through it, trying to hunt it down. Is that possible? You know, normally I would say that that's just no problem for you, but you are freaked out. I am freaked out. Are also you, and so I'm. I'm gonna have to call even this slightly simple task at this particular moment to be an act under pressure. All right. I'll, yeah, I'm freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Plus one. That is an eight. Okay. So you can find the right station. But you're going to swerve across the center line and you're going to scare the hell out of a little old lady driving northbound on 63. Uh Uh, Or uh, you will find the frequency, but it won't hold for some reason on your scanner. You have to keep tuning it to that particular Uh spot. Uh, whether this is a quirk of your scanner or because of something going on in Macon, you won't know necessarily. Or you can get it solidly on to the frequency and it will just stick there and you'll never be able to change your scanner again until you buy a new scanner. God damn it, I love this scanner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you messing with the man's truck? <laughs> We're, I'm gonna, i want to I'm gonna pick the one where I have to keep tuning into it. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that one. Damn it. So you'll pretty much have to, if you want to be listening to it, you'll have to have essentially one hand on the scanner on the, and just like, pay, like yeah, like focus. I can't passively do it. Right. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I was hoping to do that on the way over there, just trying to listen as best I can. So I get to this this house, taking the measure of the house. The thought that it might be some sort of crazy person home. And the thought that a man's... I just touched a man's spine through his chest. I'd like to scout scout around, take some time to nonchalantly scout around the area. Find a place where I can, like, some property, where there's some woods. Even if it's a little bit of distance. Or if it's... Even if it's back on some roads or somewhere. Where I could, like, hide my truck. Some place I could stash my truck. Out of sight from the road, if possible. Uh, I'm not sure. Am I am I in the middle of suburbia here? So yeah, you are outside of town proper, but there are still businesses around on on 63. Because at this point, 63 isn't a highway highway. It's the main drag bypassing Macon, and so there are garages and car dealerships and things uh, spotted here and there along the way. Now. Right before you get to uh, the house, there was a turnoff for what looked like it was advertising to be the YMCA. It was kind of hard to tell because you were messing with a scanner at that point. And then right after it, there's another road that uh, also turns to the west and runs along the south side of the house property. All right. Well, um, in that case, uh, is, there, is there a way I could use my skills to determine the best spot to hide my vehicle. I'm trying to find a spot where it would be inconspicuous and off eye shot of the main road. It's like if a patrol car came came down the, the road, I don't want it to be like, oh, there it is. Not a spot I can like just completely ditch the vehicle, but a place where I can hide it in that I won't have cops swarming over swarming over the vehicle in like two hours. Okay. You can drive around a little bit and, and like, you know, scout this out some if you want. Yeah, I'd like to scout it out. I haven't told anybody I was coming here other than the two people that are going to meet me here. In your scouting, you head a little bit further north thinking that you might be able to get closer to the backside. And you do find Roundhouse Road there, and you drive down it uh, and happen to spot uh, Grace's van parked along the side of the road. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I guess uh, I'll find a a spot close by, and I'll 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 just park there with her. Is this off the main highway, though? So, this is Macon, Missouri, and... It is not uncommon to just pull right up alongside a vehicle that you might be chatting with the person inside of it and roll your windows down and talk away. Excellent. All right. Well, in case I'll do that, I'll I'll park up there. Uh, I'm going to pull out that notebook that uh, I took from uh, Beeler, the hollow van. I'm going to start flipping through it. So you pull up beside Grace's van and like roll your window down and and are like, hey, 
Oh, is she in there? They both appear to be in the van. Oh, yeah. I kind of shakily wave them, say hi. <laughs> Let them know I'm here. Jacob Candle pulls his truck up next to Grace's van and rolls down his window and waves at you all. Uh, and about the notebook, what I'm looking for is anything strange happening in the last week, even the last couple days to, to Mr. Beeler. Anything like that doesn't look like normal person police work, kind of like putting your hands through a man's chest. I've rolled down the window on LJ's side of the van, and I'm leaning across the van towards Jacob, who's now looking away from us down at this notebook. <laughs> what? What is it? Uh, cop's dead. What? I beg your pardon? There's, uh, alright, I'm gonna pause for a second. I'm gonna look over to him. Um, alright, so I, the, the officer brought me in, tested me, sure enough. I have a strong suspicion that someone is not only manipulating and messing with surveillance in this town, whether it be supernatural or not, but, um, the, uh, officer in question told me that he was instructed by some kind of authority, or him and his were instructed by some kind of authority, uh, to leave our our friend Miss uh, Harrow, Miss Haversham, Haversham, Harrow uh, <laughs> alone for whatever reason. Anyway, it was about this time the man's chest seized up. Uh, he fell over. I thought he was having a heart attack. I wanted to do some CPR. And the next thing you know, my fingers are tickling his spine through his chest. What? Uh, he's. He'd been completely hollowed out, <laughs> gutted out. I was like, it was it was a pretty it was pretty damn disgusting. Wait. There's something going on here. Uh, oh, I'd say that's true. What have you gotten us involved with? What have I gotten <laughs> us involved with? I came here to help you out, Doc. Oh, oh well, man. you're free to go back to Texas if you wish to leave so badly. Oh hell no! I want to get on with this. Never again. No, but I just want to let you know that there's. There's officially dead cops involved. I snatched his, his notebook before I left. Investigate a mystery. Gracie, what's up with this guy, man? He's He has a lot of psychological issues which need to be addressed with someone tr- with training uh, beyond my forte. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, it's not... It's not not true. (laughs) Now, that's not to say that he's wrong about certain things, because he is correct about many things. That is a total of ten. So, the first thing is, what is being concealed here? The the notes that uh, Deputy Beeler makes earlier in the day are very neatly written, but the ones that he writes after his encounter with you, Jacob Candle, are really... It's like in a different hand. I mean, it's very erratic handwriting. Okay. But what Deputy Beeler writes is something along the lines of, I don't know what just happened. I feel like I wasn't myself. This is this has never happened before. I've never blacked out on the job. What does this mean? I don't know who this guy is or what connection he has to Haven Harrow's disappearance, but I'm definitely going to look into it more, and that means reopening the investigation of the house. Ooh, really? In that case, I'm going to use my other hold. I want to search this notebook and find out anything he said about the house. What question would you say that that is best represented by on your list? Um, I just... Uh, uh, what happened here? Yeah. The fact that he has to reinvestigate, reopen the thing. Yada, 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 yada. This guy seemed pretty upstanding. I know. I kind of liked him a little bit. This notebook doesn't go back that far. Damn. But he keeps these notebooks, so he probably has others. Now, that said, you, with your policeman's eye, go through it, and you just see various notations that seem to be referring to the house. New helicopter arrives. You see something like, looks like there's going to be a party. And, and these do have TH written beside them, you know, just notations about the house. And one of them says, finally, pulled over and gives a license plate number and, and such, um, guest at the house. That particular one um, has a, a name 
it says right beside it, it says Chicago question mark hmm. and also says big wig by it. Oh, now piecing all of these things together to answer your question of what happened here. It really looks to you like these are things that Deputy Beeler was keeping track of, but that he wasn't able to investigate directly. And for you, that's screaming out, here is a place that has some pull to it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, in that case, I'm going to show the notebook to my compadres, show them the notes I found, tell them I guess we're at the right spot. Yes, I would say so. Whoa. Um, okay. I mean, this is, like, totally understandable, considering it's like, I was talking to Haven, next thing I know, I'm talking to this girl in the 50s. I I fail to follow your logic. Who spiked my tequila is what I'm asking. Yeah, well, at first, uh, I thought LJ was a little crazy, but now, after tickling a man's spine with my fingertips, I just, uh... (laughs) <laughs> we need some answers. There's more going on in this town than just the dis- disappearance of one person, unfortunately. Well, yeah, and what does he mean by he needs to reopen the investigation of the house? I would like to see the investigation on the house. Um, Jacob, do the police keep publicly available records of investigations? I guess it depends on who you're talking to and whether or not they like you. There are uh, plenty of public records available now how accessible those are like if they're online or if you have to actually go and request them through the you know courthouse and such varies by county and how much money they have to uh, you know put those records and such online and if it's ongoing i don't suppose that they would release any kind of i don't think it's ongoing i believe this was a a case which was closed since he mentions reopening it and um from what you said it sounds to me like perhaps this was one individual attempting to reopen an investigation which had been closed by uh perhaps his superiors and uh he did not have the political pull to get this reopened whoa guys what if the answers we need are actually in the house. I, I look at LJ and I'm like, that's what I that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yes, eventually we will um, go into the house. I, I kind of would like to also check Haven's notes and see if ha- Haven either mentions or obtained a copy of the of the investigation into the house because if she knew that already i have a i have a lot of her notes if i remember correctly um so that might be useful information yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna pass uh my little notebook over of things to help you out (laughs) maybe you can cross-reference it i'll get my my two files open on my lap against the steering wheel yeah but i'm with lj i think our answers lie inside the stone walls roll investigate a mystery dr grace all right. If you're going to be looking right now. Yeah. This might take a little while because uh, Haven's notes are notoriously all over the place. I think I probably did take time to organize them a little more to my liking since I had time to do that. All right, go ahead. What's my sharp? It is plus two. Huzzah. A seven. Investigate a mystery all seem to address a creature, but if I'm talking about things like... I guess what is being concealed here might address that. Always a good one. For non-creature things, what happened here? And <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking about it as meaning the information, where did it go could maybe, <laughs> could maybe work. But I think what is being concealed here is more appropriate in this case. Okay. You're spending, you've got to still spend a little bit of time here. So you guys are sitting here parked in the um, roundhouse driveway, sort of. I would like to get out and stretch my muscles and take a gander over the lake and just kind of, like, look around and see if uh, anything pops up. Yeah, I'm with LJ on this. (laughs) There's some geese. Goddamn geese. (laughs) Of course he would hate geese. And Grace, you are scrolling through Haven's notes, and you had already read that her primary reason for investigating the house, well, her primary one was a fluff piece. For an opening of a, you know, haunted hotel or a haunted themed hotel. 
And you also knew that she wanted to investigate uh, the money trail because it seemed like there was uh, some some weird money stuff going on that the house unlimited the corporation was uh, funneling money from odd places Uh, but she didn't have quite the contacts or the background in finances and and all of that in order to track that stuff down she had some contacts out in the world working on it but she hadn't uh, figured that stuff out yet herself all she had done was come into some dead ends that made her very suspicious that said what she also came across and you missed these in her notes apparently in some of your skim throughs but she has names and dates written in reference to the other houses that exist because this isn't the only one as you know there is a chain of these there's not very many this is like the third or fourth one and there are others notably there's one in chicago and cross-reference that with the chicago reference the one in chicago definitely jumps out at you from what uh, jacob was just saying yeah and those names and dates uh, you can do a pretty quick search, and those are people who went missing in those towns and cities where the house is located. And actually, all the other the houses are located in uh, in or right outside of major metropolitan areas where they'll get the glitterati pretty easily. So this is the exception being right outside of Macon. Yeah. So this one is the exception. This one is the only one that is in a rural area hmm. and what is being concealed here is when you well that that is one of the things being concealed the other thing that's being concealed is when you look at them on a map and it just you just happen to pull up a map of them because you were correlating uh, or correlating the names and the locations of the various houses they the others all seem to they're in a triangle around this one that's odd. I have a move I've been thinking about using, and I think this is the appropriate moment. It's called You Look Familiar. Once per hunt, I can ask the keeper whether I recognize a bit of my old handiwork or something I ran across in my studies. Uh, so, I was kind of... Since uh, I think Grace has a history with kind of the occult and rituals and things like that, I want to use You Look Familiar. And... Um, See if I recognize what shape this is forming. What it might be used for. Plus sharp, which is a... I haven't played Dr. Grace in so long. It's a plus two. Okay, it's a uh, uh, 13. Okay, I have two questions in mind. The first one is, do I know who might have created a beast like this? Which I'm choosing to be like, do I know who might be using this type of shape in a ritual? The other one is, uh, what is the monster most likely to do next? Which I guess could be, like, what's the likely outcome of using a shape like this, if it is in fact a ritual shape? Yes, you know of a few groups in North America that have the the power levels to pull off something of this scale, but not necessarily the capital to do so. There's only... Uh, one or two groups that might have the kind of money needed in order to build this, you know, massive uh, hospitality corporation that the the house is uh, with the PR and such that comes with it. The most likely group is one called Dr. Grace. Oh, what's the group called? Thanks. The Nix Collective, but NYX. So it looks cool. Uh, actually, that is the name of a uh, of a uh, goddess, which you know that is spelled that way. What's what's she a goddess of? Um, the night, I believe. Dope. Okay, yeah, the Nyx collection. I think she might Nyx might also be Nemesis. Perfect. But I have to look. I have to look Nyx up. What is the other group that might have the uh, abilities to do this? <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> 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 and yes, 
the the dark machinations of Amazon creating power flows across across the world. Oh my god, I wanna fight Amazon. It's now the Knicks Collective and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> god <laughs> and your other question was what can a, a form formulation like this yeah do? what's what's it most likely to do it's probably fairly fairly clear that a a configuration like uh, like this although maybe not complete it looks like it may be missing a part mm-hmm. but it looks like it is primarily meant to focus power on this one spot. Meanwhile, LJ and uh, Jacob, you are wandering down by the water. In that time while she's investigating anything that we see in particular? You see some fishermen out fishing. You uh, see the house across the way. You see, actually, on the house property, it looks like uh, some gardeners are out uh, doing some trimming and landscaping. Uh, work yeah is there anybody inside the building that we can see there's no way that you could see inside the house from this distance um without major telescope action what if i use the the scope of my rifle (laughs) that's not threatening at all that's not gonna alarm the fishermen (laughs) at all well i was thinking more of like holding up and laying down inside my my pickup and trying to get an angle and just like scanning across the house all right i'm gonna shoot the fish as as the voice inside your head, Jacob, I might also suggest that you just take the scope off of the rifle, but... <laughs> no, we need that! That's why it has the far range. <laughs> you can put it back on. You have the technology. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I know, I know. Okay, I will do that. But I that's will fine. T- if you want to um, be in your in your truck with the rifle pointed out of the window facing the house looking through the scope it no. does sound like a very jacob candle thing to do I, it's more like laying down in my on the on the bench seat with my feet out the window grace is there with her like glorified opera glasses and you've got like a rifle scope no i'll, I'll do the i'll take the telescope i'll take the telescope nice. off <sighs> while you're doing that and LJ's down by the water, skipping rocks, <laughs> wondering if the fish that the fishermen catch will be mutant three-headed fish <laughs> or something. And while uh, Dr. Grace is doing her research, Jacob, there comes a tap at your passenger Damn. window, and you look over, uh-huh. and standing there uh-huh. is Deputy Andrew Beeler. <laughs> oh, boy. And oh, next time God. on oh. <laughs> the Gothic oh, Podcast. Dang. Oh, oh, Haven, why didn't you come to me in the first place? The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel with theme music by Zoe Hovland and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to The Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks.